Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com It's the start of your sporting weekend. This is Sports Talk. Good evening and welcome to the first Sports Talk of 2016, our weekly look at what's happening in local sport. It was a festive period that was hit a little by bad weather, but Mansfieldtown got three games in, with draws at Cambridge and at home to York, then a defeat at home to Accrington. The Stags are now 12th in League 2 and boss Adam Murray's this week hit back at the doom and gloom all over the place. He's trying to get rid of the club's habit of imploding and attacking itself whenever things go slightly wrong. He says it's the reason why it's not been as successful as it should have been in the past. This football club has been a an average League 2 club for a big part of its history. My job is to put that right and I'm going to do that, but we have to change the culture, we have to change history, because if we keep doing what we've always done, you can bring another manager in, you can bring another set of players in, it's going to be down the same trend. In a packed programme, we'll also find out what's happening with Mansfieldtown ladies ahead of their top three clash on Sunday. And in ice hockey, we hear from Nottingham Panthers' new netminder ahead of their weekend trip to elite league leaders, Cardiff. All that plus the sports tour predictor, Morris's minute moan and the Mansfieldtown weekly prize draw makes it a hectic start to the new year, so let's get underway. Very good evening and welcome to Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2. The first one, Tim Morris of 2016. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Can we still Jason, say yeah. that on the 8th, do you think? Oh, Happy de- New Year? Definitely, yeah. Is there a cut-off point, do you think, where you can stop uh, wishing the people a Happy New Year on your I first think, think, July? You're supposed to say it the first time you see them, aren't you? So, if you see them in July, yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year. Hold on a minute. Yeah, not seen you since last year. Good uh, good New Year, good Christmas? Yes, definitely. It flies by too quickly, as we were saying off-air, doesn't it? You know, all, all the build-up to it, and it's gone in the blink of an eye, but yeah, mm. fantastic. Yeah. Now, I was keeping up today with you on Facebook, you were wearing a funny glasses and a hat. Yeah, You've already got the funny glasses on, but you got the hat, and then you're yeah. walking two big dogs somewhere. That's right. My daughter Charlotte's got to, well, she's got one of the big huskies, and yeah. the husky's brother stays with her husband to be's parents, if you like. And we had them both New Year's Day, so that was a really good time. Very good. Walking in the hills and very crisp and cold. But ready for the second half of the sports talk season, what we're going to get, do you think? The same as the first half, I think, in, <laughs> nice. in terms of Mansfieldtown Football Club, up and down, a roller coaster, as a, a mm. singer once said, isn't it? <laughs> Life is a roller coaster. Mansfieldtown, as a Mansfieldtown fan, it certainly is a roller coaster. Yeah, we'll talk more and as we go through uh, this next hour and a half, what's happened over the festive period, and we'll be hearing uh, in quite depth. It was a passionate press conference, I have to say, from Adam Murray that this week. That is one thing you can never, ever accuse him of not being yeah. passionate, and it really shone through. And, and it was interesting to hear what he had to say about the whole culture of the club and, and things like that, and we'll get that uh, later on in the show. But let's find out what's been happening today around the world of sport. We start with Mansell Town, where boss Adam Murray is cautiously optimistic that striker Matt Green will be fit for the weekend. The Stags' top scorer limped off during Saturday's loss to Accrington last Saturday at the One Call Stadium. And Murray says they're waiting to see how the knock improves going into tomorrow's home game with Stevenage. It's not as bad as we expected. Um, He'll be touch and go for the weekend. It's his quad but it's because it's, uh, it's had a knock-on effect to a couple of other bits. It's not a simple one where it's, it's one muscle. It's had a couple of effects on his joint. We're trying to wait for that to settle down, hopefully sooner rather than later. There's no news yet on any new faces at Mansfield, but Forrest have today completed the loan signing of two players. 29-year-old left-back Bojan Jokic has joined from Spanish side Villarreal until the end of the season. And midfielder Gary Gardner has signed for a second loan spell from Aston Villa. He's agreed a six-month deal and is available for the FA Cup match against QPR tomorrow. 
Derby boss Paul Clement, who used to be assistant at Real Madrid, is backing Zinedine Zidane to be a success at his old club. Zidane replaced ex-Liverpool and Chelsea manager Rafa Benitez as head coach of the Spanish side earlier this week. Clement thinks the French World Cup winner is a decent choice. They've appointed someone with a fantastic career behind him as a player. There's a lot of aura and he's a Real Madrid legend. You know, we'll be, I'll be looking on, on board interestingly. I sent him a message the other day to say all the best and, uh, you know, I really hope he does well because he's a terrific guy. Meanwhile, Rams midfielder Tom Ince and Forest defender Matt Mills have missed out on the Championship Player of the Month award for December. He went instead to midfielder Adam Clayton, who plays for the division's leaders Middlesbrough. Former Notts County boss Sean Derry, who's now at Cambridge, was named the League Two Manager of the Month. Nationally, League Two side Exeter aimed to pull off a big upset in the FA Cup third round this evening. They're at home to Liverpool. Visitors are missing a host of players through injury. Many of them with hamstring problems. Exeter manager Paul Tisdale says he does not buy into the theory. It's down to Jurgen Klopp's style of play. I think we all suffer from injuries. The, the, the league season, cup competitions, so much football that, and you, you, you expect players to to train with such intensity, you know, through from Saturday to Saturday that. I think it's, it's it's a product of the modern game. And in ice hockey, Sheffield Steelers will look to go above Belfast Giants in the Elite League by beating them in Northern Ireland tonight. Connie Stromberg is set to make his debut after signing in midweek, whilst Jonathan Phillips will take part in his 750th Elite League game, only the second player to do so. The match begins at 7. And that's your sports update here on Mansfield 103.2. Uh, Just a few things uh, in there, Tim, uh, as we heard there. Uh, it was interesting this week. It's with Derby and Forrest, Tom Ince and uh, Matt Mills, both up for the Player of the yep. Month award. I think that shows pretty much how both those sides have been doing well uh, in recent weeks. Well, they have. I think Derby have done well relatively all mm. season. Forrest one who surprised me. You know, when we when we do our predictions at the, at the end of each show, in a, you know, a couple of months ago, you know, Forrest yeah. were really struggling. So I thought, oh, I'll put them down for a defeat. <laughs> go and get a result at QPI if you like and since then they've steadily improved as the weeks have gone on and certainly over Christmas New, New Year period they were impressive even if they didn't win all the matches there was mm. there's certainly some fight there now which was lacking at the start of the season Yeah, Exeter City against Liverpool tonight in the FA Cup going to be interesting especially we're going to see what, are Liverpool going well, to belittle, the, belittle the tournament again Yes I think that's that's what the words are coming out the warning if you like coming out from the manager yes they have got some injuries but with him to say something like 11 unknowns mm. that would that would be treating the cup with disrespect wouldn't it and it spoils it for the to TV viewers like you know myself like, yeah. I'll be honest you sit down tonight you want to see the little guys actually to playing against the proper well, Liverpool players like basically it's like a Mansfield three years, years ago, yeah exactly, exactly. And, and if, if um, Brendan would have, Brendan would have uh, come here and Brendan Rodgers and, and put a, a non, an unknown side yeah. out he would have probably got pilloried a little bit doesn't it? Oh, he, he obviously has a different view of the FA Cup as to what Jurgen Klopp will have yeah I mean can you imagine if we hadn't seen Luis Suarez play? We probably mm. would have gone through, but that's not the point, is it? We'd rather have seen those players on the pitch at Mansfield, seen them yeah. mingling with the fans and getting off the coach outside the ground. <laughs> that all added to the atmosphere on the day. You don't want to see, with no disrespect to them, you know, your second string players. I mean, they might be stars of the future, but that's what you live for in the FA Cup to play against the big boys. Mm. It'll be a shame for the Exeter players. The only thing is, does it give them a better chance of winning? Well, I think probably that's probably not actually because mm. the players coming in will have something to prove. Will it affect your Sports tour predictor prediction though, because uh, I've gone for quite a convincing win for Liverpool, and now thinking, oh crikey, mate, well, yeah, it has. Well, I, I change that, you know. I, I've changed it slightly, oh. but I'm still going to go for a Liverpool win. <laughs> We've got all the sports tour predictor where we look ahead at the uh, weekend's games, four games. We'll try and work out if myself and Tim and a random number generator who just throws numbers out willy nilly. <laughs> Trevor, uh, of course, he's back for 2016. Who is the best at it all? Yeah, and I think uh, I was robbed last Saturday, but we'll more of that later. Oh, on. here we go. <laughs> We're going to moan more about this one uh, as we go later on in the show. But let's talk ice. 
Sockey uh, to start tonight's show. Uh, both Nottingham Panthers, Sheffield Steelers have added to their roster this week. Uh, the Panthers have brought in netminder Shane Madalora from Italian side Valpolice, and he spoke to Gary Moran on Panthers Radio. Oh, I'm excited. Excited to be here. Excited to start the new new chapter of the season. And I don't think you've played with any of the guys, but some of them played against you in collegiate hockey and said you were a, a game changer. Mm. Yeah, I played actually played with uh, Dimon one year in, in juniors. I played against him a lot in juniors as well. Um, yeah, so was, I'm excited to be here, excited to, to start the new new day. And what have you heard about the Nottingham Panthers? Uh, nothing but good things. I've heard uh, it's an amazing organization, an amazing place to play, a lot of fan support from the supporters, and, and I'm excited to uh, get my name out there and get my first game in. And it was a, a case of everything falling into place quite quickly in the end, few hurdles overcome, and then you jumped on a plane and flew in from Turin. Yeah, yeah, there was a few few hurdles to overcome, yeah, for sure, with uh, my team in Italy and, and just getting here, but it's good that it all worked out and now that now I'm here. And you realise you're joining a team that's in the mix for the title race and uh, the league title is an important thing to the Nottingham Panthers. Oh, absolutely. Any team you're on, you want to you be on a championship team and, and you want to bring it bring it home for the fans and the organisation. It's always a good experience to uh, be able to be part of, uh, of a championship organisation. You'll be making your home debut on Sunday when the Five Flies visit for a five o'clock face-off. Prior to that game, you'll probably make your debut at Cardiff in a top-of-the-table clash. Yeah, that's what I've been told, that we're in, uh, we're going to be in Cardiff. It should be should be a good experience, my first first taste of UK hockey, so we'll see see how it goes. Meanwhile, the Steelers will have Swede Connie Strumberg in their lineup for tonight's match in Belfast. Head coach Paul Thompson explained why the veteran winger has been signed this week. We brought somebody into the league to make Linger, David Linger, Nottingham look a little bit younger. 40-year-old. Uh, but he's a very, very talented hockey player and a very, very skilled guy. And, and I feel we need another offensive guy. He's not only can he score goals, he's, a, he's, he's like David Ling. That's how he sees the ice. He can run a power play, and that's an area I think that we needed to get a player in for, especially with them two boys being out. So uh, he's in good shape. He wants to come. He wants to prove himself over here. He's been an SHL and an Auschwitzkan player. And... Uh, like I say, he's as talented as they come. And, uh, you know, we wanted to bring somebody else in, even if we get back to full strength, that we, we just get that bit of competition. We don't have the depth of a Nottingham, Belfast, Cardiff. And, uh, you know, if we can have that depth in, in, in our import numbers, if we do drop guys, you know, import-wise to injury or, you know, people aren't playing well, you know, we keep everybody on their toes or, you know, we, we bring people in when they're not so healthy. So... Yeah, we'll see how he does. I mean, it's uh, you know he's he's been playing in Denmark in Herlev in Denmark. He he talked to me at the start of the year, and I, you know I didn't make a move on him then, uh, but I've been kind of monitoring his progress. I spoke to my contacts over in Denmark, and and we'll see what he brings when he comes in. He wants to earn himself a deal for the rest of the year, so it's a win-win situation for us. So there we go. Uh, the new signing for Nottingham Panthers netminder Shane Mandalora, and uh, there was uh, Paul Thompson talking about Connie Strumberg, who's likely uh, to play tonight in Belfast, and Jonathan. Phillips set to make 750 appearances in the Elite League tonight uh, with the Sheffield Steelers. So, Tim, let's talk a little bit about it. Ice hockey, first of all. I mean, it was on as even over the Christmas period between the Steelers and Panthers, yeah. wasn't it? So, not, not a great surprise, that, so no. far. How many times does that happen? <laughs> what was, for certain was the atmosphere? I know somebody mm. went to the, the game at, at Nottingham. 
They're unreal, aren't they? They're, they're, they're totally... T- people who've never gone, go and watch an ice hockey game. It's like no other sport. The participation from the crowd, you know, when the goals go in and whatever. Yeah. The feel-good atmosphere. It's an amazing night out. And it goes, goes on and on and on as well. <laughs> I know there was one, I think there was a fighting one, and someone got yep. punched and sparked out, and, uh, and, and the fans were going, That's right, cheering. cheering yeah. But it's not malicious, and it's no. not aggressive, and it's not nasty. Mm. That, that's the thing. It, it's just all good fun. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere this uh, week uh, in swimming Ollie Hines Charlotte Henshaw two local swimmers course picked for the uh, Britain squad for the European Championships in Madeira in April and May ahead of the Paralympics in Rio what a massive massive year this is for them too and hopefully you know it's going to be a fantastic one. Oh, that's right I mean obviously now they're already working towards uh, hoping to get selected for Rio and I, and I say hoping because I noticed in Ollie's uh, quotes this week when he was called up for the Europeans and he was talking about the Paralympics and he said words to the effect of nothing's certain yet or whatever <laughs> <laughs> he's just playing it down. Ollie, he's going to be yes, there, isn't he? You're going to be there, Ollie, you know, barring injury, of course, which would be mm. absolutely horrible for him. And Charlotte knows a little bit about that, uh, you know, from previous years as well, mm. unfortunately. So fingers crossed for her this time round. But yeah, it'd be fantastic if he could win another major title, you know, and re- retain the Europeans. Yeah, we'll talk more about that as we go through the weeks ahead uh, in the uh, last few weeks of a sports talk this season. And golf, a uh, disappointing story. Hollingwell Course, uh, which is sort of near Newstead, near Kirkby, yeah. isn't it? Uh, one of the top. Uh, golf courses in the country is, yeah. uh, hit by vandals well, I think it's fair to say vandalism. I mean you know it's been destroyed part of it by bikers but it's unfair on uh, people who are genuine bikers if you mm. like and motorcyclists to call them that because it, it is just vandalism the fact they're on a bike and using the wheels to you know plow furrows through the, the grass and whatever it's it is vandalism and it's you know against the law if you like it's law breaking they should be treated that way and not called bikers yeah well, we, we were talking to people that are involved there and some of them were in tears when they saw it at uh, the weekend I mean it's just one of the greens has just been damaged beyond recognition can't, use, can't well, use it for months now at least that's yeah. right I mean this time year especially you've got no chance of, of repairing it to any degree for players to use it and what what makes people want to do that mm. you know, I, re- I read somewhere i'm saying oh well there's nowhere for them to go no. it doesn't mean you can go and destroy somebody else's <laughs> property now it's a crazy situation as well uh it wonders sometimes whether it's targeted or well that or they were just I trying to find just, somewhere I think, to I think it's just random yeah they decided where can we go and, and they, they did it there we've got know. this new bike that we need that we've had for christmas and exactly. when you try it we'll, out we'll try it out i mean you know years ago of course the problem was you be the desert area if you like it'll be green mm. road past the rugby club and whatever and that, that's gone away a little bit now but uh, you know the argument they'll, they'll say is well, where, where can I ride it mm. legally and that is a fair point but it mm. doesn't make it right that you can just go and destroy somebody else's land yeah I thought so with everybody at Hollingwell I know they do a lot of hard work there don't they keeping that uh, course going and it must have been heartbreaking to see that but I'm sure they will uh, bounce back let's talk non-league football now shall we uh, local non-league sides will be hoping the weather lets up so there can be some play tomorrow uh, Rainworth for instance have not played uh, since their Boxing Day 3-0 defeat at local rivals Clipston Wren's uh, Julian Watts he's the boss of course told Gordon Foster that they want to start 2016 a lot better than they ended 2015. It was disappointing uh, the way we finished. It's been disappointing that you know some of the games have been off as well and we've sort of been left with a bit of a sour taste in the mouth for far too long. So it'd be nice to get back to it Saturday, first game of the new year and, uh, and get three points. And of course it's got to the time where we went to, for our first game of uh, the current season and probably a, a little unlucky to lose three tools there to probably the best goal that's been scored against us this season. Yeah, it was it was a you know a good goal, but I, I thought we should have put ourselves a, in a better position in the match. So you know, we, when you leave it that tight, those those type of things can happen. So um, it, it was just one of those things. But it's it's been well, it seems like a long time since we played Garforth, and you know we've come on a long way, I think, since then. And I know they've actually had a few problems with uh, players leaving to go to Osset Town following the manager. Um, so I'm not sure what to expect, but as always, it's about us. I do feel. 
that we are improving. I did think the game against Clipston was very disappointing and it didn't seem like us as a team or how we'd been playing and working hard. It, it just seemed like a, a, a different team out there and we've thoroughly got what we deserved. I, we don't, I don't think we were in the game at, at any point really. So uh, very, very disappointing around that time of the year as well and, and a local derby. So we, we need to pick ourselves up from that. We've been training hard ever since and uh, changing things around slightly and um, you know like I say let's start the new year with a bang and see where we can get yeah. of course going back to that uh, defeat at Garforth the side has changed so much since then there's only a handful of players still left on. yeah there is and you know that's that's one of the that's sort of how things happen I think at, the, at this level you know we, we put a team together from scratch pre-season which is always difficult and from then on some fall by the wayside some aren't happy that they're not playing there's some players at other teams that aren't happy that you know that I know that I can bring back in you know we've brought in since then Matty Sykes uh, Connor Smythe Jack Barnett uh, you know that Declan Bruins come in you know we've got a few other youngsters coming through uh, at the moment the, the team's changed a lot personnel wise shape wise um, so you know like I say it'd be a good measure to see how far we've come but I'm, I'm fully confident of, of the three points and I just hope that we turn up and put a performance on like I know we're capable of now, just going back to what you said a few minutes ago about the players that have come in, has there been any squad changes during my enforced absence? No, no, I did. You know, I've had, I've had a, a little uh, sniff at another player that I've had before in the past and he's thinking about it, but it looks like he'll not be coming, which is disappointing because I think um, it'd fit in well with, with what we're doing. But, you know, the lad's got a bit of loyalty and I can't, I can't fault him for that. But other than that, I'm, I'm sort of quite interested in, like, the younger lads that we've brought in. You know, they need a bit of work. They're not going to perform seven or eight out of ten every week and that's what you get with, with youth. Um, but it, then it's up to myself and Aidy to get around them and, you know, make them comfortable within the squad. Uh, you know, introduce them gradually and, and see what they can bring to us. So, you know, I think there's four or five young players that are on the verge of the team and hopefully within the next month we can have a properly good look at them and, and see, you know, where they actually are and where they can fit in. It'll just make the, strong, the squad a bit stronger. Yeah. The one other thing, to, uh, question to ask in the light of what's happened you know, over Christmas particularly is the goalkeeping situation. Yeah, well, I'm delighted actually that... Um, Sam Lee's come back. Chris, Chris Gill came in and did, did ever so well for us, but then he was unavailable Boxing Day and I think we must have seven or eight keepers signed and, and you know, not one was available apart from Alan Widdison who came in and, you know, I, I thought he did ever so well for us, but, um, you know, it wasn't an ideal situation. Alan's not played at this level for, for quite some time and uh, although he's playing on Sundays, so, but like I say, I thought he came in and, and, and did himself proud and uh, kept us in the game at times. He, he pulled up two absolutely amazing saves off and also... I think he saved two or three one-on-one, so uh, you know there was nothing in the defeat that was down to Alan. He was one of the few sort of bright sparks on the afternoon, if you like. But uh, since then, um, you know, spoke to Sam Lee, and he's he's not sort of enjoyed it at Osset, uh, and he did quite enjoy it here. He did want to have a go at you know playing a league higher, which I fully understand that. But sometimes, you know, you need to be in a good team and enjoying your football on a Saturday, and that's what he's come back to. So uh, glad to have him back and. Uh, like I say, hopefully he's here for the rest of the season and that would be a massive plus for us. Rainworth boss uh, Julian Watts there speaking to Gordon Foster. Gordon, who was ill over Christmas, that's why he said yes. his enforced yeah. absence, but now he's back fighting fit again. Uh, Rainworth, uh, 3-0 loss to Clipston on Boxing Day. I was going to say it was a surprise, but in the Sports Talk predictor, exactly. no uh, you predicted 3-0 to, yeah. <laughs> to, to Clipston. So he got three points on yeah. that one. I was doing, I think I'm partly doing it so Gordon could uh, tell you to pin it up in the uh, changing room again <laughs> and use it as ammunition, but <laughs> that clearly didn't work and they, they have been struggling 
away from home, haven't they? Mm. I think two or three uh, defeats on the bounce. I, I'm glad that Julian did point out there though, that the standing goalkeeper wasn't to blame for that defeat because yeah. reading the reports and speaking to somebody who went, it could, would be easy, wouldn't it, to say that, oh, that, that's why we had a standing keeper. He wasn't. He, he was man of the match ring with head and shoulders above everybody else on the day. Mm. It's funny, isn't it? Our club, I can have so many goalkeepers in one season. <laughs> when Julian was in here about yeah. a month ago, just before, you know, on the show, it's one thing I didn't get around to asking him. How, why? And I, I understand, as he said, players want to better themselves and play at a higher level and you get injuries and people who drop out for one reason or another but it can't help him can it his preparations no we'll have to get him in and talk to him a little bit about that and yeah. goalkeepers and all that I suppose it's one of those difficult places to fill isn't it to That's be fair right, yeah you, you can't get players to play out of position you can't you know, <laughs> you're, you're, you're either a goalkeeper or you're not basically hmm. and as he said he's had players who've been injured players who've dropped out and the lad who's come back who wanted to try it at a higher level you're not going to stand in his way are you no elsewhere uh, we hope it's going to be a, a good day for football tomorrow because it, the last few weeks have been a bit of a, uh, a bad of, you know <laughs> the rain has been terrible hasn't it just yeah, on Saturday you see like Saturday's been the worst yeah. days guess, guess what the forecast is for tomorrow no. <laughs> we'll but, find but, out but, but not we'll find out after 6 o'clock yeah we'll like find out with uh, yeah. Tim Morris shortly on that but Alfreton they're away at Brackley tomorrow Alfreton have really picked up over the Christmas period yeah. helped by Lyndon Meekle who has now signed a contract right, until yeah. uh, the end of the season the Mansell Town player from right. Mansell Town yeah. player some players suit certain clubs don't they mm. he, he clearly suits that club you know and at that level is, is one or two Stags fans have been quick to point out on social media he's one of the best at yeah. that level he just couldn't quite Thought make it, make it if you like in the football league. Mm. Let's hope he's got rid of that hairstyle that he had <laughs> at York. I don't know what he was doing with that one. Uh, Clipston away at Liversidge in Tall Station NCL Premier Division, whilst Rainworth at home to Garforth in Division One. AFC Mansfield at home to Bottesford. Nairsborough against Terrassil. Shybrook at home to Peniston Church. East Midlands Counties League South Northampton Athletic who are fourth in the table away at Ellistone and Ibstock United. There's been a, a few changes in the Central Midlands League uh, due to the fact that we've got to get this pesky not senior cup third round tie sorted. Uh, Sherwood Colliery against Rudington Village. Hopefully that will be played tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, so the Central Midland games tomorrow are Billslop against Dronfield, uh, Glapwell against Easington, Welbeck Welfare against Ollerton Town, Mickleover RBL against Limby Colliery, Belpe United against Blueworth Welfare, uh, Claycross Town against Bullwell, Hucknall Rolls Leisure against Eastwood Community, Hucknall Town against Selston and Pinkston against Keyworth United. We'll keep up to date with all those games tomorrow. Matt Freeman uh, sitting in for me because originally there wasn't a game for the That's Stag, right, yeah. so I'll have some time off. Uh, so booked a holiday and of course Mansfield have now got a game against Stevenage. So, uh, so does your holiday start at the one Stadium. No, it starts uh, ex- exactly <laughs> seven o'clock tonight. Tonight, <laughs> until next Friday. I was, I was thinking you might start your holiday down at the one call. You know, no, I'm not there tomorrow, so unfortunately. Uh, but Matt Freeman will be here in the studio, keeping us right up to date with everything. Uh, the Stags youth team, by the way, back in action tomorrow at home to Lincoln City. Uh, we didn't get a chance to speak because, of course, the FA Youth Cup yeah. was played on the just after the final right, one of 2015. Yeah. Went out well, against well Sunderland, beaten, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. but they, they put up a decent show, didn't they, for, for a long period? They, I wouldn't say they were in it necessarily, but they, they were giving as good as they got at times, mm. and it was good to see there's quite a few people down there but once again the weather didn't help them yeah uh, elsewhere I mean uh, as we go into the second half of the season now Alfreton look like they're, they're picking themselves up and they're moving up the table right. they right. should be okay uh, Clipston and Rainworth it's going to be difficult because the only one goes up in that it's league so we talked about it on that yeah. show I was alluding to earlier wasn't it yeah it's like as the, as the managers were saying when they're in here you've got to bring playoffs in I know I know mm clubs in the higher level aren't going to want to give up places so easily but it's got to be the way forward because I mean I was one of those people who didn't want playoffs in the Football League when it was first mooted but you have to say 
you wouldn't do without it now. Yeah, FC Mansell could go top tomorrow against Bottersford Town. It's two up, and then there's four that play in the playoffs in Division One of that uh, league. They've got, got a really good chance, yeah. haven't they? Uh, and uh, Shybrook will be hoping to try and have a say in the playoffs. Uh, Tebbersall also trying to better what they did last year. Yeah. I mean, we, when we spoke to uh, their management team, they've said top half would be, you know, well, try and yeah. get an FA Cup place is their first priority. That's right, yeah, and why not? Yeah, but I think Shybrook, they've been a bit inconsistent, haven't they? But at the moment, they're on the way up, if you like, mm. not on the way down. So hopefully, they, they can get promotion or get in the playoffs anyway. Yeah, and South Northampton, as I said, fourth in the table in the East Midlands County League, having a very good season so far. Uh, they would like to get going. I think it's more a case of not playing games has been the reason why they've dropped a little in recent That's weeks. Right, so because the problem then is if you do get end up with fixture congestion and playing too many games too quickly, it yeah. can unfortunately knock any chances of going up. Yeah. Uh, also tomorrow, Rugby Union, Mansfield at home to Southwell, Ashfield at home to Ashby. If you want to see some rugby, it's a 2.15 start there. And in basketball, uh, in the EBL Men's Division 3, Mansfield Giants at home to Sefton Stars. If you prefer to be indoors at this time of year, uh, that's It's going to be cold tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to be cold. Sure. Stop telling everybody the weather. <laughs> You're going to do it shortly. Uh, 4.15 uh, at uh, the Mansfield, uh, the Oak Tree Leisure Centre, is it? Mansfield Leisure Centre. That's going back, isn't it? <laughs> Crikey, those were the days. Box, those were right. the days, yeah. Uh, 4.15 start for that one. Uh, so we'll keep you right up to date with everything there. Uh, here on Mansfield 103.2, Matt Freeman, Saturday Sports from one tomorrow afternoon. Uh, when we come back after this short break, it's the news at six, and then we'll start talking Mansell Town. We'll look back at the three games since we last met each yeah. other, Tim, before Christmas, and then we'll hear from Adam Murray as well. And we'll also hear from Lewis Saxby, the Stags ladies' manager. Big game for them this weekend. That's going to be on because they're playing on a 3G surface. <laughs> so that is going to be on. And, of course, we've got uh, the weekly prize draw. Morris's Minute Moan. Any clues? Any tantalising hints? You have to stand up to do it. Oh, crikey. That could be a lot of things uh, before <laughs> nine o'clock as well, so we better be careful. And uh, we've also got the sports top predictor with a welcome return of Trevor. That's all coming up in the next hour here on Mansfield 103.2. And this uh, sports talk, it's great to have you with us. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com. Sports talk here on Mansfield 103.2. Let's concentrate on Mansfield Town now, shall we? A quieter than expected Christmas. So the Stags pick up two points out of nine. That was the festive period that was for Mansfield Town. Cambridge make a mess of it just inside their own hole. That's a clear foul on Matty Blair heading forward. Cambridge have everybody behind the ball here. Chapman steps up to strike. He's taking an inflection. He's gone in. Adam Chapman from 40 yards has scored for Mansfield Town. He took a wicked deflection on route. Mansfield lead at Cambridge thanks to their captain. Poor pass to the far side by Gore. Mansfield give it away though. Could be an opportunity here to shoot. He's deflected it in. And Cambridge United have scored. It's another deflected goal. And Cambridge with Donaldson have the equalising goal on 36 minutes. And that's your lot. One apiece here at Cambridge United. Free kick to York here. Stags have everybody behind the ball. It's deep and it's flicked into the back of the net. And York City here have the lead. And it's Whitfield with the vital touch. The offside trap beaten. And York City have the lead here at the one call stadium with 10 minutes gone. Matty Blair goes down the far right hand side. And Stags adding another corner to their tally. It's five now. Chapman set to take it into the penalty area. Mm. Uh, headed forward by. Yeah! Christian Pierce for Mansfield Town levels the game. The goalkeeper unable to get to it. It's stuck underneath him and stags a level. That's the full-time whistle. One apiece at the one-call stadium. 
Conville's got it. Trying to get the better of Rose. Does so. Ball into the box. Stand forward into the net. Rose was done on the far side by McConville's brilliance. And there was Mingoya. Wasn't forcefully hit, but it didn't need to be. And again, Mansfield Town's early goals conceded against them is a stat now coming back to haunt them. That's a bad touch by the centre half. Agrington Green is in here. Green shoots and scores. Here comes Stanley now, just on the edge of the box. Charged down and the shot flies beyond Ryan Jensen. And it's that man, Billy Key, coming back to haunt his former employers. Key shot going beneath the body of Ryan Jensen. There's Buxton, 30 yards from goal. Dinks it into the penalty area. It's headed forward and it's saved on off the post by Jensen, but then slammed in. Aquiton Stanley have a third goal. Slammed in from short range. Gornell with the final touch. Mansfield Town have run a free kick. Clement! So it's a beauty. It's in. It's an absolute crackerjacker from Chris Clements. Floated beautifully over the wall. Mooney, the big man, left clutching the fresh air. It's full time here at the Wonkall Stadium. Stags 2, Accrington Stanley 3. So that was the Christmas and New Year that was for Mansfield Town. Draw at Cambridge, draw at home to York, defeat at home to Accrington Stanley. No matter which way you look at it, that's a, a disappointing return, isn't it? Two points oh, from yes. those three games. Most definitely. And, and we, I remember talking before, I think both the York and Accrington games, saying if we're serious about getting in the playoffs, you really got to start winning the home games. And we thought York at the wrong end of the, tab- wrong mm. end of the table, that would have been an ideal opportunity. And of course, well, people were saying it was a must-win game that one because you look where York were. If you going to be challenging, you have to win against York. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's must-win because it's far mm. too early in the season to say that. We could go and win every game between now and the rest of the season, couldn't we? But it, you're right; it was one we ought to have won. And on the balance of play, we should have won it. I mean, as everybody who went there knows, Matt. Green had a fantastic chance, a couple of yards out, hit the bar and yep. put it in the back of the net. If that had gone in, who, who knows what might have happened in the next home game as well. And then Accrington, it all happened third minute, another conceded goal that's, early on I think, there. I think I, I did a look back before the game of Accrington, I think that's now 10 games. Yeah, we're into double we're, figures, yeah. We've conceded in the first 15 minutes mm. and quite a few of those have come from the right back position since Nicky Hunt's been out injured you know for me the experiment of playing Mitchell Rose there just hasn't worked as right back and if Nicky Hunt isn't fit tomorrow to come back from injury I'd like to see Lee Collins play and bring back Ryan Tafazoli as centre half which for me is a bit of a mystery why he's not been playing anyway yeah, it was interesting uh, I spoke to Adam Murray uh, in the same press conference that we'll hear a bit from later on about Nicky Hunt and the fact that he warmed up didn't yeah. he uh, before the game last Saturday and he said I think Nicky was probably thinking he was going to be in the squad yeah. and be named so Nicky Hunt was felt he was probably ready to go but Adam Murray probably felt we're, we're not going to ra- you know, race this one and, back and, and Adam was spot yeah. on isn't he I mean most footballers you know, aside perhaps from Daniel Storage want to play don't they <laughs> you, know, and, you know they'll play through injuries etc you know they, they don't want to be on the sidelines mm. so therefore he would want to play but the manager's got to do what he thinks is best for the club and obviously we want Nicky Hunt to play between now and the rest of the season not just for one game and then oh dear I've come back too soon and be out again interesting isn't it because when Mal Benning was injured everyone sort of went oh no we're in trouble <coughs> here with that when Nicky Hunt got injured there wasn't that sort of no. thing but as the weeks it's have gone been... on you've sort of realised just what well, he yeah, does yeah but the difference is I mean there's two differences if you like I think we have missed Mal Benning but more for his goals and his yeah. creative play going forward but defensively we brought in a proper left back to cover for him Blair Adams who was player of the month at the club yep. last yep. month wasn't he and has done really well and every, all the fans that I speak to hope that he can stay or whether or not Adam Murray and his budget can have two 
out-and-out left-backs, I don't know. Or would Mal Benning perhaps push forward and be a left-sided attacking midfield player, if you like, a left-half, left-wing, rather than a full-back? Who knows what's down mm. the line? But on the right-hand full-back, he didn't replace, and presumably couldn't, bring in a, a specialist right back but I thought at the start of the season Collins had played the odd game at right back and yeah. while he didn't offer much as an attacking threat he, he did okay playing there out of position I can see why Murray played Mitchell Rose because he you know he expected him to bomb forward overlap and he did do has done that occasionally at right back hmm. but defensively he's not he's a still growing back. into it he's still learning yeah. the game and, and he's you always find player. out aren't you? he's not a right back you know and we've been caught out and teams have targeted him to be hmm. fair because they've seen straight away when the team sheet's been handed in that's where we're going to go we're going to go down our left hand side Mansell's right hand side you know take him on because he's not he's either going to be out of position or he's not used to making the tackles as a full back and the crosses have come in and we've conceded Tafazoli uh, interesting situation this one of course uh, when it gets to January and, and your players get, a player gets dropped and put on, on the bench tongues start wagging a little bit don't they and say uh, especially with Ryan Tafazoli because there's always been interest in him from that's right, other teams Scotland that's he's right, one yeah. of those players that you would expect to go on yeah. and do better things and his contract's going to be out at the end it, of the season exactly. by the looks of it he won't be staying because he would have signed what had been offered if he was going to stay so presumably mm. at the end of the season if not earlier he will be gone yeah, yeah so the rumours started and all that so this week uh, Adam Murray said look nobody's been in for him yep. there have been no bids no approaches no de- declarations of interest he's been dropped for the last couple of days or put onto the bench because of <coughs> his, his performance hasn't been great in recent weeks although originally we were told he got a knock mm. But, but he was still on the bench. But he was still on the bench, and he said that with Tafazoli, uh, they, they'd spoken about it, and there were things that had been, been said, the reasons why probably his game hadn't been at his best, but he's still committed to the club. He's 100% committed until, of course, the end of the season when he wants to do what's best for Ryan Tafazoli. I'm paraphrasing what Adam Murray yeah. says. Uh, you know, he wants to do best for what Ryan Tafazoli wants. Which is to do. fair and Adam enough. says that's fair enough. I do the same thing as well. But so what, where are we in this situation? I don't yet? understand why Adam Murray didn't say particularly before the Accrington game having seen what's happened in the previous games mm. I want to do what's best for Mansell Town Football Club mm. and that is play Ryan Tafazoli at centre half and move Lee Collins to right full back because that's mm. what you know, most people were thinking he would do before the Accrington game because as I said earlier Have you seen a, a dip in Tafazoli's play? No I have to say, I think he's done okay. I mean, I, you do have to say also, that, of course, that Christian Pierce has been one, you know, alongside him, has been one of the standouts of the season. And when mm. Collins came in because of suspensions and injury as centre half, he's done okay as well. So I, I, you can see Adam Murray's dilemma slightly earlier on in the season. He got three centre backs who were all playing relatively well in terms yeah. of Christian Pierce even better than relatively well when he's got to make a choice between the three yes maybe Ryan Tafferson would be the one to step down but when Collins is versatile enough to play it right back that, sh- that should have been the choice and mm. Adam was sort of admitted to perhaps he's made a mistake along those lines didn't he in that interview yeah, this week 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 said, I made he said towards the end of the interview, he's made mistakes. He would have done things slightly differently. So we've got, we've got to accept Adam Murray's a young manager and mm. he's learning. What about um, bringing players in? There was talk about bringing a player. In. Has a player been brought in and we're not being told about it until the last minute? That's what's been happened. That's what's happened in the past. Well, it has. That's right. Yeah, and, and if it is fair enough, Adam Murray, I know, keep, likes to keep things very close to his chest, doesn't he? And, and spring a surprise. We like, we like to speculate, but why not? You know, mm. get one up on the opposition. We were told a couple of weeks ago there wouldn't be any uh, finances available to bring anybody in. I don't think, I mean, of course it would be great if somebody came in, whether it's somebody who can put the ball in the back of the net or somebody who can control it from midfield, because that's 
that's what we probably need but I don't think we necessarily need new players we've got some really good players at the club we just need to get back to doing what we're doing at the start of the season which for me was going out with the attitude we're going to really really play with a higher tempo chase and harry and have the attitude we're going to score one more than you if we go a goal down it doesn't matter we'll get back into it and go on and win it and to be fair when we go a goal down now you don't feel as though we're going to capitulate and cave in they, mm. do, they do somehow still get back into it but there doesn't seem to be quite the same confidence that was there at the start yeah, of the season it's interesting I'm sure we'll hear it in the Adam Murray interview we're going to play very shortly after the, the, the break that we're coming up to just now he said it, the Stevenage thing is quite an interesting one because we remember back to the game at Stevenage in September and that was when Mansfield were in their pomp weren't they and they yes. were playing some great football especially yeah. away from home and said we want to get back to that for some reason we've lost our way and we've forgotten what we were doing right then in a lot of ways and we probably tinkered yep. about and changed things Benning and Nicky Hunt being out that's, have, have caused we, problems that's the massive thing you wouldn't look, think it on paper losing mm. your two fullbacks would have such a, a difference if you like an effect on a team but Mal Benning offered so much going forward yeah. that's what we've not that's for me what we've lost the two wingers who've come in Nathan Thomas, you like Matty Blair, great to see them, but they seem to play really well aside from the Hartlepool game, of course, when Nathan Thomas was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. They take players on for five or ten minutes, getting a couple of good crosses, but then we, we don't see them again. Mm. And they, you know, it's that consistency, and it must frustrate Adam Murray because one will do well as a substitute, so he'll start him in, in the following game, but then he, he's not as good as a player he's replaced. He, he, as a manager, he must be scratching his head thinking, how can I get the best out of them? Because we know they're good wingers. We'll hear more from Adam Murray shortly if we hear any news, of course, about new players coming in either tonight or tomorrow we'll let you know here on Mansfield 103.2 when we come back we'll hear from uh, the Stags boss about how to change the culture at the club and stop doom and gloom that goes around when there's been a few games lost Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield unitedcarpetsandbeds.com Welcome back to Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2 I think there's been something on, on the wires uh, with regards Accrington uh, that was Rumoured about a couple of days ago, wasn't it? But it's now been confirmed yeah. that Windass and Crooks yeah, have both Scotland, gone to Rangers. Yeah. But they're coming back to Accrington, I think, for the rest of the season, <coughs> aren't they? And then they'll, yeah. they'll join up in, in the summer. I was, was going to say, oh, it could have been a, a week ago when they did Well, of course, they couldn't have been able to do it a week ago. Yeah, but, but I think they <laughs> still have played anyway. But yeah. I think more interesting, Accrington, and, and another debate, you know, they've dropped the prices for 2016. Oh. The admission prices, yeah, you know. Well, they're doing kicks for a quid at the moment, and it's another yeah. one tomorrow uh, at the One Call Stadium. And it was interesting the fact that it was the lowest football league crowd of the day. Yeah, but it was distorted by the fact there was a handful of people. Well, it's sorry, it mm. unfair on Lackington, but there weren't, the, there weren't many travelling supporters. Yeah, and the sides that, that normally have gates lower than the Stags were away. That's All right, of yeah. them were away, so it, it does yeah. sort of skewer it a little bit. There were more Mansfield fans at that game than the previous game. Mm. Yeah. But it is a pound for everyone that's under eighteen yeah. uh, for tomorrow's game against Stevenage and for the game a fortnight tomorrow against is that Luton. right yeah, against Luton yeah, yeah, and people should take advantage of it and go and watch live football mm. you know there's all the moaning and groaning about admission prices and in my opinion probably quite rightly because they're probably too high but if it's only a pound there's no excuse no. for not going down there Right, let's hear from a passionate Adam Murray then at this week's press conference. Mansfield Town Manager is desperate for a change of culture to the club that has languished in the bottom division of league football for most of its life. He says the past few weeks have shown once again the club's quick to implode at the first sign of trouble and he wants that to end. We've sat back and obviously having the time now over the, now the Christmas period has gone to analyse the first quarter, the second quarter, uh, what's, what's changed uh, without knowing. There's been a fair few things that have... Uh, that have changed so it's been a real good 72 hours for us as a as a group and um i honestly think we're we're at um a crossroads at the football club i 
think it's we got to be better out there in certain aspects but our, ultimately <clears throat> our success in the first quarter I'm not going to allow it to be our, uh, our downfall in the rest of the season because we we did what we did um, again it, it's like World War 8 again and it's it can't happen it's uh, <laughs> I said over the last as a player here over the last 12 years the club always implodes at some point it always attacks itself and implodes and um, when you look at the last 20 years of the football club in, in the league it's got one promotion then it got relegated straight back then it spent five years in non-league and then it's been an average to a poor League 2 club now I'm going to make that better it, it, there's no doubt about that I'm going to put this club because I know the people of it I know how proud they are as people I'm going to put that right but we can't have this imploding of oh wow you, you were fourth three months ago now we're dead we don't deserve to be anywhere in this league we, we the facts and the stats say this football club has been an average league two club for a big part of its history whether it's league two league three so my job is to put that right and I'm going to do that and with this group of players they want it more than anything I want it more than anything and we're going to do it but we have to change the culture we have to change history because if we keep doing what we've always done you can bring another manager in you can bring another set of players in it's going to go down the same trend um, you look at the successful times it was the club's own that did it so it went from under 12, 13, 14 to the youth team and we brought through a group of players that a big part of it went on to the championship and some premiership that brought the club success so in 12 months we've put that back in place so I'm going to take this football club not just for a one-off season but for a period of time where everybody that walks through this door goes, we're competitive at what we do. We're not going to be average, we're not going to be poor, we're going to be competitive. But to get there, that takes time. It's going to take learning curves for all of us. And it's, it's got to be that change in, in the culture, in the history of the whole place um, to ultimately get the football club where it needs to be. Because if we don't, just keep fighting the same battles and it will go new manager new set of players eventually new chairman and it'll just keep going round and if we don't do something where we go this has got to change when we take one on the chin let's react differently now let's see if that works because I ultimately believe these players and me as a manager I'm going to make this football club successful and I've enjoyed the last 72 hours because I don't think I've slept but I've tore the um, the so and so's out of it and I always said it when I took this job I'll give this football club and these fans something to be proud of now on Saturday parts of it weren't good enough we, I, I take whole responsibility of that the last few games part of this season if I'm being totally honest I've gone off um, I've gone off a few scars that I carried from last year if I'm being totally upfront, we we got used to last year as a football club of getting battered um, and as a manager probably because I'm too close to the football club that's all my heart out so I've gone the opposite this year and I've gone right we're going to be cautious in what we do now I looked at Accrington and they are where they are because they go we don't care because there's no expectation there's no pressure on them to win any football matches they go we don't care so they just go and play they play free and it makes them dangerous and if they lose they go we're Accrington we'll go and win the next one now or try and win the next one if they lose they go we're not supposed to win that one anyway we haven't got what they've got our expectations of football club you've got to be everybody in this league it's like a you must be top of the league and it's we're trying our best there and we will like I said we will ultimately get to where we need to be and 
if if we if we can change the um, the way we deal with things, if we can change the the reactions in certain areas, that's what has to happen. It's it's a culture, it's a history thing. We we've, we've got to try, and this doesn't happen overnight. This is a big thing, um, but for me, this is a crossroads because you can go the same as it always does. Like history tells you, this is what happens. Or we can go, do you know what? Let's make this different now. Let's really try and make this different because I believe in these players. I believe in this football club. And ultimately, I believe in myself. And uh, I've took I've took a negative and I've made it a massive positive. And um, we had a good meeting on Monday with the lads. Um, an open meeting, some real honesty in it. And we're, um, like I say, when you look at the the little things that have changed from my point of view out there they've turned into big things now there's no when you break it down there's a reason why we keep conceding early goals you look at the start of the season people didn't get an hour and a half in the first 20 minutes um, so without going into too much detail we know what, what's changed and, and we can't wait now to to get back and get our teeth into this and, and, and really attack it so that's what you're saying that's what you're doing to try and change the culture here by making the side be more expansive and, and all that sort of thing what do you want the fans to do then to change that culture how can they change the culture around here well I, I think it's and again it, it's been said and <clears throat> I've said it over the years and I get battered for this so today I'll get battered for this again because there's always going to be some other, other reason but it's like the chairman puts on a um, pound for a kid on, on the weekend that's for a game we get less fans don't make sense so people have got to go that, that extra yard before the game on Saturday I'm getting abused before even kick off because somebody wants me to play two strikers that's before the game so that's where people's mindsets are at before even kick off that rubs off on the players so and I said it on Saturday one of our players it, for me he wasn't having the best game but for the majority of the season he's been a good player mm. and he, he got my the match on Saturday how I don't know and I've told him that but he got booed he's one of our own Chapman you talked about it Chapman, yeah, yeah he got booed one of our own and then I get one of our kids come in on Monday who is also one of the fan zone he runs his absolute socks off every game might not be great every game but he runs his nuts off when he plays Gaffer I need to have a word with you what's up I've been getting some personal messages okay what oh just, just abusing me what kids 19 mm. so if we're expecting to get the best out of people by doing what we've always done Let's react in a different way. Okay, we weren't good enough on Saturday. But we are going to take this football club forward. But if we act like we always do, same thing's going to happen. And you'll get a new manager in, you'll get a group of new players in, same thing will happen. So there has to be a culture change because I want this more than anything. And I'm going to do everything. If it kills me, I'm going to make this football club successful and competitive. All right, and that is the bottom line of it. And I need people to get on board in that. And through the highs and the lows, let's ride it together. Because... I ain't going through what I've seen over 12 years where, oh, we haven't got our own way. Rubbish. Can't happen. Can't happen. Doesn't happen anywhere else. I was, that was going to be our next question. Was it a mental thing or is it symptomatic of the modern game? Because you see at places like Manchester United, Louis van Gaal getting it just because they're not top of the table. Or That's Man United, like that. yes. But you see what I mean? Fans are, even more these yeah, days, if, less... If, if, we yeah. were, <clears throat> if we were Oxford United this season, where at the start of the season, they come out as a football club and went, there's no excuses for us this season. We're going to do this, we're going to go and do that, we're going to do that, we're going to do that, we're going to do that. There's no excuses. We're going to go and get promoted. Northampton, we're getting promoted this season. So they go and take the best striker, for me, who was in League Two last year, scored lots of goals. They've already got one of the best strikers. They go and sign him now. We're not in a position to do that. We've got one man that saved the football club 
one man that saved the football club. We don't get four, five, six, seven thousand fans every week. So this one man, it's all about him. So we haven't got, he does his best, but we can't go and sign Collins on X amount of thousand pounds a week. So if we was doing that and we were 18th in the league, abuse us. The simple fact of the matter is, I think if you just spoke to Stags fans in the summer and said at this point of the year you'd be 12th, uh, just a couple of points off the playoffs, they'd have taken it, wouldn't they? That's the strange thing. That's the annoying thing because, and don't get me wrong, it hurts the players and myself even more because we were fourth at one point, so we know that we're good enough. Now, uh, the bits that have tweaked over the last few months, I'm going to take a big responsibility for that because I've changed, probably not knowing some of my work, um, so that's my, that's my bad. But I'll, I'll put that right. Um, but because, like I'm saying, our ultimate success in the first quarter can't be our downfall now. Because this could go from, we're chasing this. We've got a chance where everybody outside this club will be going. I guarantee you, wheels will fell off there. Because when we were fourth, people outside of Mansfield Town will go, oh, wheels will fall off that. Inside the building, me and my team were going, absolutely no chance. We worked too hard for this not to happen. So now things have, with the second quarter, has not been as good as the first, and things have gone, we need to change something, we've got to do something now, we've got to get back on track. What do we do? Do we react and go, not good enough, blah, 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 and ultimately end up how it always does? Or do we go, do you know what, let's, let's dig in here, and let's get back to where we were, all of us. Do you know what I mean? Because even though I'm saying this, big parts of the crowd on Saturday were superb. I walked out of here Saturday for the first time in a long time, I know it's, people don't agree with it sometimes, but there's a smoke bomb going off somewhere. <laughs> Noise, the drum, and I was like, whoa. And I looked in the stand and I thought, do you know what? You're sending shivers down my spine because that's the Mansfield Town fans that I know. And it felt like a proper atmosphere. And I stood next to Mickey and Coops and I went for the first probably 30 seconds before they conceded, before we conceded, I went, this feels good today. Now, the football part of it, I've got to put right. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Which I will. I've got no doubts about that because we've got some very good players. We're, we're coming back now where I've got my team back. Nicky Hunt's back. Mal Benning's going to be back in a couple of weeks. We're, we're getting back to full strength now. and um, It'll make a difference. We, we've had to... I ain't going to make excuses, Jay, because I ain't like that. But we, we've had to change things around that haven't worked. We've played people out of position that haven't worked. Yeah. Um, but that was always going to be the problem at the start of the season when you get injuries and suspensions and when you look at the trend of the games, how it's gone. We lost three of our best players in one game and I'm not going to sit here like the manager that goes, well, this is why and this is why because it sounds like excuses. <coughs> I know what's wrong, well, what's not right. I know the little tweaks that need to be made and we'll do it. But ultimately, as a football club, we have to change the culture. If the culture doesn't change, the next 20 years will be the same as the last. Pretty intense press conference, I must say. That was 11 and a half minutes of it. It was a half an hour thing in total. You can see the full thing on on Stag's player and more of what Adam Murray's saying about other other aspects and uh, players coming in and what have you. I mean, it's so much to digest in that 11 minutes, Tim. I mean, what are your prevailing thoughts from it? You can't disagree with what he's saying because, you know, if anybody's in the job of work and you've got somebody there booing you and giving you abuse, you're not going to give your best. Mm. It's as simple as that. Unfortunately, in football... And at Mansfield Town, I wouldn't say more than any other club, but we're certainly one of the, more than any of the clubs, if you like. That does seem to happen very, very quickly. And it's, it's all about perceptions, I think, this season, isn't it? If our away form was a home form and vice versa, there wouldn't be this debate at the moment because mm. people would be going home on a Saturday 
from the home games, you know, relatively happy because we'd have won all, all drawn matches. It's just unfortunate in some ways that Adam Murray's, you know, is a master class of a manager away from home, results-wise. At home, he's struggling to put together consistent performances. I think he's very brave to come out and say it because he's going to have some people, as he quite rightly said, going to batter him and saying, you can't blame us, it's down to the players. But mm. it, it is a two-way thing. And I think the one thing that's come out of it for me this week, perhaps, is, is it time for the silent majority to actually make a little bit more noise and drown out the vocal minority because as Adam Murray says and everybody knows it is a minority and in some ways I don't know if it's right for him to keep focusing on it you know whether that gives them more impetus if you like to become even more abusive and more booze and whatever but I think he's right in terms of the the silent minority have got to perhaps just stand up and be counted a little bit more in in terms of the vocal support and he's right about the smoke bomb I mean I I remember going to the York away game last season with smoke bomb and it's not right and it is against the rules but Mm. it does create a better atmosphere and the same with the drum it creates a better atmosphere and having the kids for a quid thing definitely made for a better atmosphere to start with because you know everybody's expectant and young, younger fans are going to be more vocal although I'm not a younger fan and I am <laughs> vocal as people all know you know away games will, will testify to mm. so I, I think he's well his passion shines through all the time doesn't it and he's he's ambitious we know that we know he is going to get it right given time I mean you look at the facts this season we've got more points than we had this time last season we've scored something like almost twice as many goals it's just unfortunate that more of them are coming away from home than at home but mm. there's so much progress being made on the pitch and that seems to have got lost because we've had a, a dip in form it's a simple case isn't it he's saying look come on let's let's be positive from the start don't go oh he's not playing too up front or we're going to lose this I think that seems to be something that seems to prevail in this look look from the go just be positive about it you know you may not agree with what you see the moment, yeah. oh, oh Matt Green's up on front on his own again well, but wait know, and see yeah. what happens see what happens we'll see what happens from the kickoff. that's right and I think the problem has been the last few home games we've conceded early goals mm. we've just taken that the impetus away and that drains the, the atmosphere out, doesn't it? Yeah. and that, that is the problem but Adam Murray knows that and he says he's going to address it and sort it out mm. hopefully then that becomes we'll be back. that happens because the players probably don't like playing at home because no. of the atmosphere that's so right. they then and some get fans more uptight, right. they concede oh, and, that, and, and it all starts true. going we, it? we speak to the players as well you know off the record if you like it and you know it's true Not and not just this crop of players but other, you know players previously it's a prevailing thing isn't it yeah, yeah. they definitely you know, Mansfield fans can get on the back very very quickly and the, and the players don't respond to that mm. you know you, you respond to cheers and people backing you not people booing at you I mean, I know, and this well, goes I back fans years, will say. And years some fans will say don't start shoving all this on us blame on us and don't blame it right. on us and he's right you can't blame the fans for, for the uh, poor results and the uh, lack of tempo in some matches from the kickoff. that isn't down to the fans of course it isn't but as I said at the start it can't help if you're getting abuse and booze during games and even if you're going out at the end of a game I have quite so much of a problem you know if you want to express your opinion fair enough and I think after the York game there were one or two booze Hmm. booze rather but Adam Murray came out and praised the fans after that game and said what a great atmosphere it was there were more boos against Accrington, but I think it's, some of the times it's not necessarily booing the performance, it's just a frustration because fans want, as much as the players, Adam Murray and the owners and everybody, want the club to do well and they mm. know the results at the moment aren't as good as they could be because we saw earlier in the season how, how good they could be. Well, we'll see how it goes tomorrow. Hopefully the Stangs will not concede early and it can be a, a great start and yeah, can go on. You, you, you say those are going to get a battering. Someone's going to get a battering, a bit like the Hartlepool game, you know, mm. and it could well be tomorrow. The big thing is going to be can we build on it and get two home wins on the bounce and get a bit of a run going. And That's what's not been going. It's not been any runs, has Fortress there, really? Field Mill is, yeah. is a cliche and it's not Field Mill anymore. <laughs> 
but you know it's been a while since it's been like that and that's that's what we've got to get back to in consistency of performance but yeah I, I'm fully expected to win two three goals tomorrow there we go. That's, that'll certainly bring the house down if that does happen. Tim Morris with me, Jason Harrison here on this uh, Sports Talk. When we come back for a final uh, part of our show tonight, uh, we'll go through the weekly prize draw, see if Tim Morris has won again this week. He won last week, another another food-based Black prize. Blackpool, here I come. Yes. <laughs> but tonight, it's going straight down. It's only down the road, isn't it? It is. <laughs> uh, we've got the weekly prize draw. We'll also hear from Lewis Saxby, Mansell Town Ladies Manager, ahead of a big weekend for them. Morris's minute moan. It's something you do standing up, apparently. With your hand. <laughs> and, uh, well, what? With your hand. Standing up with your hand. So this is getting worse, isn't it? <laughs> and Sports Talk Predictor as well. Back shortly. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com <laughs> Sports Talk here on this Friday evening. It's time for the Mansell Town Weekly Prize Draw Results, sponsored by Mansfield Mobility Centre. Week 14 of this particular year. Not quite £60 million, pounds, <laughs> is it? But uh, there's some great prizes no in there. Over. No rollover <laughs> this time. A bottle of wine, courtesy of Mansell Manor Hotel, goes to ticket number 619, that's James Weaver. Bottle of wine from the Mansell Mobility Centre, 4722, Helena Lord. A free round of golf for one person at Mansell Golf Club, 106, Albert Leary. Mansell Town Football in the Community Voucher goes this week to 11749, that's Peter Koalenko. A family pass for Water Meadows in Mansfield, 2422, David North. A meal voucher to the value of £15 at the Black Bull, ticket number 94, Ronnie will be joining you too. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be enjoying can't that. Can't wait. I'm going to say, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Mill for two at the Railway Inn in Mansfield, 10389, Neil Woolley. Gallon of beer, which is eight pints of the King's Arms Pop In in Mansfield, 492, Mrs. Pete. A £10 Indian Mint Mill voucher goes to 11748, that's Graham Bridges, that's for the Mint Indian Restaurant. <coughs> Sorry about that. Uh, Sunday Rose for two with a bottle of wine at the Archer in Rainworth at 522 Steve Abbott. Sunday lunch, which is two courses for two people at the Lakeside in Plesley. Uh, 59 P. Powell, well done P. Uh, £20 meal voucher in the Crown and Anchor Bar and Restaurant in Mansfield. For that, that's 942 Christopher Meads. £25 voucher for Frankie and Benny's. 10381 Graham Campbell. A meal for two voucher in the Sandy Pate Sports Bar. 489 Deb Stroud, the well done Deb. You've won that this week. Top two prizes, two match day tickets. 527, that's Bethany. Well done Bethany. And the first prize this week, £100, goes to 4 Seven, and that is Mrs. Keaton. Well done, Mrs. Keaton. You've won £100 this week. To claim your prize, simply call in at the Stags Ticket Office with your winning ticket. You can also call 01623 to have your own regular number and play automatically from just £1 a week. That's the Mansfield Town Weekly Prize Draw Results, sponsored by the Mansfield Mobility Centre. Suppose, Tim, if you keep winning all these uh, prizes, all these restaurant prizes yeah. and pub things, you won't have to pay for any food this month, That's would right, you? Yeah, Sainsbury's and uh, Little and Aldi are all going to miss out this, this month, big time. You'll not, you'll not be <laughs> going in and trying to get the cheap bread. Exactly, if you listen to the podcast last year, you know exactly what yeah. that was. That was a Tim's tip last year. What was it? Go uh, late, late on? Late at night, early evening, that's right, yeah. Yeah, and get one, that, and they've got little stickers yeah, on stickers, them. stickers, that's right. Bread marked down, put it in your freezer, yeah. or make bread and butter puddings, or whatever, yeah. They're still on... The, feed the birds. There's loads more of that on, on our website from last season in the Friday Night Football Forum Extra podcast. All right, let's hear from uh, Stag's ladies boss, uh, Lewis Saxby now. Mansell Town ladies hopefully back in action this Sunday. They've got a top three clash at Bedworth in East Midlands uh, League, and Lewis told us it's been in a quiet few weeks for his side we've missed uh, the last four weeks um, we've been out of league action I think for about six weeks now so yeah it's a frustrating time um, it's obviously similar to what happened to us last year 
What do you do in, in this time then? How do you sort of keep it going, keep the momentum going? Uh, we just train. We train, we try and work on as much things as you can do. We, you, to be honest, you have to prepare as if you've got a game every week because you never know what's going to happen. So we've prepared every week as we would do as a game and then we train on a Sunday. And this Sunday, it's a pretty big one, isn't it? This is a top-of-the-table clash. Yeah, it's a big game. They're, they're just above us, two points above us. Um, so they're, they're well in with a title challenge. Um, they beat us at our place 3-1 earlier on in the year. Uh, so, yeah, it's a big game. It's going to be on 3G as well, so we know that it's going to be on. <laughs> um, so we're quite looking forward to it. Uh, was that defeat earlier on in the season? Did you deserve that, or do you think it was a little bit harsh? No, I thought it was very harsh. I think I spoke spoke to you about it before we we made loads and loads and loads of chances we just didn't take a chance as we we got a girl sent off after after 15 minutes which I didn't feel was a sending off um so yeah I did feel a bit hard done by but at the same time if you don't take chances you don't win games yeah that's it in the end isn't it it's what happens if as you say on the tv it's what, what the score is in the top corner isn't it that matters more exactly. than anything yeah, exactly. We were, and that's probably been our, our downfall this year in terms of the games that we have lost. You look at Long Eaton and Bedworth, we've created enough chances to win both them games and we've come away with with nothing when on another day we probably deserve to win them both. So you've come into the turn of the year third in the table. Are you, are you pleased with that or do you, do you would you like to have been higher than that? I'd like to be top of the league. I said that from, from the outset that the aim is to win the league and when you're not top, it's it's not where we want to be. But look, we're third in the league, we're in quarterfinals of two cups. This time last year, would we have took that? Yeah, we would have done. Mm. We would have done. So, improvement-wise, we're there. I, I still think that we can do a little bit better. What sort of things do you think you're doing better now than you were doing, say, six, eight, nine months ago? I just think we've got a better group. I think we've got uh, more strength in depth. I mean, there is a, a lot of girls that are in the first team now that did play last year. Um we're a bit more structured than what we were last year. We know what we have to do. We know the philosophy that we've got to play with. Um, but we've got strength in depth. So now if we've got two or three missing, we can bring two or three in uh, from the development side. And we're not really weakened that much. Mm. Um, where last year, if we got two or three missing, it was, it was a big thing. We were talking there about the, the, the chase for the title, and that really is the chase for promotion, isn't it? For people who are not aware, who have not listened to our interviews before, it, it's just one that goes up, isn't it, from this division? Yeah, it is. It's hardly to get out of. Um, I think I've likened it to the conference before. If you don't mm. win the league, you, you don't go up. Unfortunately for us, though, there's no playoffs. Um, so you literally have to be the best team in the league uh, to get promoted back into the Women's Premier League. And, and is it top three at the moment, do you think, that are really fighting it out now? Yeah, I think I think we're five or six points above um, fourth place, which I believe is Ellis Town, and, and we beat them twice already. I, I can't see anybody else coming into it. Um, I think it'll be between us three. Uh, I would say at the minute, Long Eaton are favourites. They've, they've beat us and, and Bedworth, so they, they're the front runners. But it's only six points, so we, they're catchable. And I presume that yeah. means, as you say, that they both beat... That means there's, there's, you, you play each of them as well one more time before the end of the season? No, we've, we've played them twice now. Oh, right, Long Eaton. We, yeah, Long Eaton, we've played them twice. We drew 3-3 three, three at, um, at their place. They, they scored a goal, I think, in the, the 91st minute, a penalty in the 91st minute to, to draw 3-3, three, three, uh, and then they beat us 2-1 at, at Rennes. Um, so we've played them twice, and then Long Eaton beat uh, Bedworth last week 2-1. 
So, so you've got to hope that Long Eaton, you've got to hope that Long Eaton have, uh, will slip up somewhere along the line, I think, here now, haven't you? Yeah, it's out of our hands. It's out of our hands, which isn't obviously where we want it to be, but they're, they're six points ahead. Um, so we, we need, obviously, Bedworth, hopefully Bedworth will beat them. Um, and then they've got to drop the points somewhere else. So, yeah, we are waiting for other teams to do us a favour. Finally then, back to Sunday, away at Bedworth. Uh, I suppose that the girls will just be chomping at the bit to get playing again, won't they? Yeah, we're just looking to get a bit of form. We're, I mean, we're in good form now, and it, it's just frustrating that it, we've had four or five weeks off when we've won four of, out of the last five games. Um, it's come at a bad time for us. But yeah, they'll be they'll be looking to get back and hopefully three points. I think everybody at the club feels that we owe them one after they beat us at our place earlier on in the year. We didn't feel that we deserved to lose, so I think there's a bit of revenge out there. Lewis Saxby uh, there, the Mansilltown ladies' manager, speaking to us on Sports Talk. Good luck to them on Sunday away at Bedworth. Right, I know Tim has been pent up for three weeks without being able to moan about anything. <laughs> uh, so let's get it done now. Morris's minute moan. I don't totally agree with him. It's just down to greed. Oh dear. Well, she's either angry or drunk. Dear, oh dear. Why are we playing this game? We don't need to play it. Dear, dear, dear. I would throw them both out. It's obscene. It's a disgrace. Some people just moan for the sake of it. About ten to seven, you got you get your family round every Friday, don't you, over Christmas, <laughs> just to have a moan about something to do yeah. with the world of sport. Yeah, we, we did actually. Yeah, fair, of course. We're not just charades this year. We'll do this instead. Yeah. Right. So you've got a, a minute to talk about something that has really got on your nerves over Christmas in the sporting world. Yeah. I'll give you that sixty seconds, Tim, from now. Right. It's a marvellous annual sporting spectacle, full of passion, excitement, and good play. This year, it produced a real classic with a red-hot favourite being knocked out in a thriller. But is the PDC World Darts Championships at the Ali Pali in danger of becoming more of a circus show than a sporting contest? It's great that Sky and the fans have taken the event to their hearts over the years to build it up, but has the fancy dress, the alcohol-inspired raucous sideshow become more important than the actual darts itself? I know the crowd's antics aren't distracting the players, mostly, and I know they're not doing anyone any harm. They're just there for a good night out. But is that the problem? Yes, sport should be about having a good night out and enjoyment but is the chance to act daft dress up sink a few more pints becoming the main reason to go to the tournament rather than to watch the world's best players does the tv and media coverage focus more on the sideshow than the main event i don't know but for me the world championships is now in danger of becoming too glitzy too glam and too gimmicky the darts and among the mediocrities has been some skillful play terrific high scoring and wonderful big finishes is often lost oh interesting so you'd like it just be like in the old days back at the circus tavern a bit quieter a bit yeah you because know, I, I know they say that the, the, the audience isn't a, a darts appreciative audience and sometimes you can tell that, the difference that's, that's my point i think you know you go to other darts championships the, the, the fans are more knowledgeable they're not as raucous they appreciate the sport that they're watching mm. you know I, I i just get the feeling now people are going just to dress up just to be on telly waving the banners around and well, well they can do that in the comfort of their own home can't they Tim exactly. like you did over <laughs> Christmas yeah you were dressed true. up and you see the sky cameras just zooming in on the people who've got the daftest costumes or the you know the funny banners and whatever and I know it adds to the spectacle and I, I want sport to be enjoyed not be sit there poker face but you just wonder if, if, you know, if the achievement of some of the players does it get lost I think the standard has been was very good this year. I think, yeah, you know, no, I agree. I mean, but does that get lost? No, I don't, I, don't, so I, don't, to be fair, I don't think it does. Side. I think it's all added to it, and I think it all is part of it. You yeah. take one bit away, and it's it's terrible. The I mean, the BDO one at the moment. Oh, you don't get the darts, no. and you don't get the atmosphere. No, so I, I agree. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if it's gone a little bit too far. Mm. But.
I disagree. I think yeah. I think it's a great spectacle. And when you get Dan Dawson on talking about it oh, as yeah. well. Oh, yeah, and I love it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. and as, we, as we said on the show three weeks ago, it's not Christmas without it, and it's mm. great, and I love the atmosphere, and, you know, and we all get involved sat there at home. But I just wonder, is it, say, is it going a little bit over the top, yeah. a little bit too Interesting far? that Barry Hearn tried to do the same sort of thing with the snooker, didn't they? The yeah. shootout when people That's had right, pints yeah. and it was a raucous atmosphere, and that didn't work. It no. works with darts, it though. Does. A raucous oh, atmosphere yeah, does work it's with a great atmosphere, but... It doesn't, you know, and it, perhaps because it's only, a, relatively speaking, a one-off, hmm. it's probably acceptable because the other tournaments don't go quite as mad. Well, I think you're being an old grout in an old misery. <laughs> that's what I say. <laughs> bring on the darts. Bring on the Premier League. That's that's, 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 that's yes, you know, not all the way as well yeah. as is the Super League as well. Rugby League yeah. back very very soon. So looking forward to that. All right, let's move on, shall we? Quickly running out of time, so let's do the sports tour predictor. Every week there are four football games, locally and nationally, that we uh, have a look at. Tim is wheezing away <laughs> in the background. We've both been hit by the coughs tonight. So we take four football games. If you get the score right, you get three points. If you get the outcome result, I think they say the result right, don't they? Yes. Then, then, then that yeah. you get a point. Uh, so we've uh, done it over the Christmas period. Uh, I've got I got two scores right. I said that Forest and Leeds would finish one-one, and Everton Tottenham would win one-one. Yeah. Uh, would be one-one. Right. So I've got uh, nine points over the Christmas period. You got one score right. You said that Clipston would beat Rainworth three-nil. Uh, so you got uh, four points, five points, just one last week. Uh, Trevor has got three points over the. <coughs> Christmas period. So Trevor is beginning to fall a little bit. Yes, just a little bit. Uh, 56 points I lead with at the moment. And you and Trevor are on 49. Although I do think I should have got more last Saturday. And what was that for? Well, I went for Stags to lose 2-1 and I I thought the game ended after 80 minutes. (laughs) Sadly it did not and it was 3-2 in the end. You were crowing away. Yes, I've got this. I've got this score and all this sort of thing. And it all went very, very wrong in the end, didn't it? So uh, we shall see how it goes. Uh, This week, four more uh, uh, games for us to do. And Trevor our random number generator. Uh, let's see how he does uh, this week. Hello, Trevor. Uh, good to see you. I hope you had a good uh, uh, New Year. I'm sure he did. Do robots celebrate New Year? A random number generator wouldn't, because he wouldn't know what That's time of year true. it was. No, he wouldn't, would he? That's right. What a, yeah. what a sad, sad existence it is. I feel sorry for Trevor. No Easter eggs for him. Yeah. No. Anyway, let's go on. Game one, shall we? First of all, Exeter against Liverpool, starting the FA Cup third round uh, tonight. Uh, Trevor, what have you gone for? No. 3-0 to Liverpool. I've gone 2-0 to Liverpool. See, that, my original prediction was 3-0, but I'm going 1-2. Oh, crikey. To Liverpool. It's a bit tighter because of the fact that you think that Liverpool are going to have a weakened yeah. side yeah. Uh, this time round. Uh, tomorrow uh, in the FA Cup, it is Nottingham Forest against QPR. I've gone 2-2, Tim. 2-1 Forest. 2-1 Forest. What do you think, Trevor? No. 2-0 to QPR. Uh, Mansfield against Stevenage, then. Uh, what do you think, Tim? 3-0. 3-0 to Mansfield? To Mansfield, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 of course it is. I dare you suggest yeah. something else. But you normally go the opposite way as reverse psychology. Yeah, I, yeah, I do, but yes, but I just feel that you know, it's all building up like the Hartlepool game. Fair enough. 3-1, I said. Mansfield-Stevenage. I still think they'll probably concede in the first yeah. two minutes and then, then go on to a victory. Uh, what do you think, Trevor? 4-3 to Mansfield. Take that. Great game if it's right. Yeah, definitely roared as well. Matt yeah. Freeman uh, bringing you unrivaled radio coverage of it tomorrow, by the way, here on Saturday Sport on Mansfield 103.2. And AFC Mansfield against Bottersford in the Tool Station NCL Division 1. I've gone 4-2 uh, to the Bulls. AFC Mansfield for a win there, Trevor. Nil-nil. Nil-nil. AFC Mansfield second, <laughs> Bottersford fourth in the table. Yeah. So what do you think, Tim? 3-1 AFC. 3-1 to AFC Mansfield. We'll see how we do next week. You and Trevor need to catch me up because I'm going. I'm over the hill and far away! So as, as I keep saying, 
<laughs> yes, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. Although we're now sort of at the 30-mile stage half marathon now. now. It's a half yeah. marathon. <laughs> and, uh, and Tim, well, you know, you sort of spurted I for a little bit. I clawed it back before, yeah. so I can do it again. You were, you were really bad in <laughs> the first quarter. <laughs> Second quarter, you were a little bit better. As Adam Murray says, I know what's wrong and I know what's, how to put it right. Fair enough. Well done. And you just don't, don't want us to boo you. Yeah. <laughs> boo, Tim. You're rubbish at this. Yeah. Right, uh, coming to the last 30 seconds of tonight's show then. Uh, Sports Talk here on Manchester 103.2. Uh, final look at uh, tomorrow's game against Stevenage. Yeah, I just think we'll do really well. I just hope Jack Thomas plays because you know in the interview we played with Adam Murray earlier. Whoever is doing that to uh, Jack Thomas on social media, why? Mm. Yeah, what what is that going to achieve? Yeah, if you're a Mansfield fan, what what on earth? I know they talk about social media and, and you don't go on it then but people are Jack's age they it's use it for it's everything it's, life, it's their that's life right, that's right yeah. and people say oh, you should be thick skinned and whatever footballers yeah. aren't all thick skinned they're like everybody else are human beings mm. well Tim I'll, I'll not abuse you on social media tonight because <laughs> I know how much it affects you wait till tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> wait till tomorrow Tim great to have you with us on Sports Talk here we're back yeah, next week back. Uh, next Friday at 5.30 don't forget tomorrow Saturday's sport uh, we've got Matt Freeman here uh, between 1 and 6 on rivaled radio coverage of the Stags against Stevenage from EJ Jason Harrison, have a great one. Good night.